Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome NASCAR Nextel Cup Series Championship driver, Mr. Bill Elliott. Ladies and gentlemen, for the most famous words in racing, the President of the United States. Thank you, Bill. Laura and I are honored to be here for this fantastic spectacle. We asked God's blessings on the drivers, NASCAR fans, and on our great nation. Now it is my honor to start this race. Gentlemen, start your engines. Welcome to another edition of the Upspeed Podcast, Tyler Head, Dalton Olnex. With you, as always, took a couple of weeks off for Thanksgiving holidays and everything, and now we're back. Uh, it's December now. This year is finally almost over, believe it or not. Um, and we're finally able to start peeking into 2021 a little bit. And despite not being in 2021, we've already got our first cancellation of the NASCAR calendar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Auto Club announced today, NASCAR announced today, Tuesday that, you know, the Auto Club race this year was going to be moved to the Daytona Road Course. Um, there's going to kind of be a little flip-flop at the beginning of the schedule there. So, like you said, already looking at, you know, postponements slash cancellations, moving things around. And I, I think that, you know, obviously there's, you know, with the COVID vaccine, that, that's some good news there. But mm. it's not a, you know, it's not going to be a cure-all right away. So, you know, we're still going to be living with COVID into next summer. And that's why, like, the next season – it's still going to be the same thing. You're going to have to – you're just going to be flexible. And I think that NASCAR is going to have to – I doubt Auto Club will be the only one because, like you said beforehand, you know, Sonoma's early in the season as well. So, And California, out of all the states, has definitely been the most aggressive with their lockdowns and their restrictions. And just last week, pretty much, they limited – or they banned contact sports in the Santa Clara area. So you got the 49ers playing home games in Phoenix right now. Um, basketball teams at Stanford out in Palo Alto are playing all their games on the road. So, you know, I think NASCAR can kind of see the progression that's probably going to follow throughout the state. Um, you're talking about something that's only, at this point, two and a half months away. So it was going to be the third race of the season. So we were going to go Daytona Homestead and then head out. Nope. Was it going to be Las Vegas? This, no, they were going to go to Auto Club third race of the season. So now – keeping up with everything here. They're going to spend three full weeks down in Florida. So you're going to go Daytona 500. You're going to run the road course race, the second race of the season now. And then you're going to go down to Homestead Miami for third race of the season and just have an abbreviated West Coast swing of Vegas and then Phoenix. And then we're back to the East Coast. So did you keep up with all that? A lot of It's a lot of moving parts. And like you said, we're, we're not even into 2021 yet. So who knows? you know, next couple of months before we actually get on the track in February, what all changes and, and what gets moved around, you know, maybe they flip some races, move Sonoma later back into the summer in hopes. I mean, you would, it would be killer to, for two consecutive years to just ax that race from the schedule. Well, and for a track like auto club, this 2021 was supposed to be kind of the farewell to the two mile oval, because we know we've got this short track idea that's supposed to be coming in 2022, but Based off what is being reported today, it seems like that's now going to be delayed another year. So going to have to wait until 2023. So the the two-mile oval 
should theoretically get a send off in 2022, but now we're waiting another year for the short track to come around. So everything's getting thrown off and screwed up um, because obviously if you can't have the event there, then I imagine the, you know, rules regarding the construction of a short track within the year's time are probably going to be affected too. Yeah, exactly. And, and look, that's not the end of the world, the going from the two miler to the short track. I mean, look, I want it to be here right now. Right. Um, themes. I mean, obviously we just have the idea for it and kind of the, the plan for it, nothing set in stone, but what we've seen so far has been encouraging and exciting. And, um, but again, like you said, if you can't even have the race there, you're, you're not going to be able to work on it. So right. pushing it back a year, part of, part of the deal. And I, you know, I applaud NASCAR for being proactive enough to be looking at something like this in December and going ahead and changing it now. That way you're not, you know, you're not at Daytona for the Daytona 500 thinking, well, you know, we got to be at, you know, California in two weeks and uh, things aren't opening up. What do we do about it? So getting ahead of it now, everybody's, we're used to things being changed on the fly at this point. So it's not shocking to anybody and you're giving the teams enough of a heads up. The question is, what do you do about the clash now? Because, and remember, way before COVID and everything else, like literally the week before everything shut down, NASCAR laid out what Speed Weeks 2021 was going to look like, including running the clash on Tuesday, February the 9th on Mm -hmm. the road course. So we didn't know we were going to be running it later in the season as a points race. We especially didn't know we were going to be running it now the second race of the 2021 season. So, I mean, I don't see how you can keep it on the road course for the clash when you have a points race there a week and a half later when half the field's not going to be able to practice and qualify for that. You're literally giving an unfair advantage to all the participants in the clash. Well, and you're giving an advantage to guys that really don't need the advantage. I mean, to be quite honest, I mean, you look at the the, the cars that'll be in the clash, I mean, you know, like we were talking about before we started this, you know, you look at a guy like Kevin Harvick and Rodney Childers that they're, they're always thinking ahead. Mm-hmm. It's what if, you know, say it's a, a 20 lap race. Okay. What if they go out there and just turn it into a test session? They're not trying to compete for the win as a viewer. I don't want to see that. Right. You know, I, I want to see everybody that's in the clash competing the entire time. Not, you know, not just hanging around trying to figure out what's better for the points racing and, and like I said, you know, it's just – it's an unfair advantage to, you know, half the field. And I'm sure that – I'm sure this is something that will be talked about by teams that, that won't have participants in the, in the clash. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what they do with it. And it's kind of funny that – because the reason the clash got changed from the Oval to the road course initially is because the clash on the Oval has just turned into this wreck fest, this clown show, you know, what we saw earlier this year – with Eric Jones being pushed across the line in a mutilated car by Denny Hamlin, was just kind of the peak of, unfortunately, what the clash has become over the past couple of years. So NASCAR's idea was like, okay, well, let's turn this into something that can be more competitive. But now, like you said, what's stopping teams from literally just treating this like a practice session? Who says anybody's going to be wanting to try and win this race? I don't know what kind of incentive you can put on the clash now that's going to tell yeah. Brad Keselowski, you know, Chase Elliott, Kevin Harvick, hey, I really need to go out there and taste this seriously instead of saying, hey, let's go run 70 practice laps or however many laps we're going to get on this thing because the points race in two weeks is far more important than this exhibition five days before the Daytona 500. 
Exactly. And that's the thing is t teams will 100% value, you know, the, the information that they can get in the notebook they can build. Because like you said, we've only been there one time and it was, it was on a whim last year. So, you know, I, I mean, it's just, it's interesting to see what they're going to do. And obviously that's something that, you know, I think, I mean, obviously they're thinking about it because we're not the only ones that have come up with this, you know, kind of light bulb. But up until they announced it today, I totally forgot that the Clash was going to be on the road course. You know, I think a part of the reason that is, and because I'm similar in the same way, the road course race of the Clash that we got, uh, the road course that we got wasn't really that great. I mean, no. it was kind of interesting at the end when Hamlin pulled right up to Elliott's bumper and it's like maybe he's going to bump him or something like that. Elliott goes on to win, but Outside of that, what do you remember from that race? Nothing. <laughs> I mean, seriously, nothing. Like, I, seriously, probably the only thing I can remember is them talking on the broadcast about how the, the four guys that started up front all talked about when they were going to break so they didn't look like a bunch of idiots. Mm. That, that, seriously, that's all I remember. Because I remember thinking when they announced that today, was that – what happened in that race? Mm. You know, I'm like, I'm not the, I'm not the biggest proponent of, of road racing. Um, and – I've vocalized that over the past how many episodes we've yeah. we've done. I mean, you know, for me, like I don't mind trying something. Like try it, it sounded cool. Like I was excited when we did it last year. I was like, this is cool. But then like the race was there and I was like, uh, I could probably go without that, you know. Um, love road course racing, buckle up because it's now twenty percent of the schedule. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, seven out of thirty six at this point in time. And and you know, Again, I, I don't mind adding Coda, um, Road America, whatever, but I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I mean, because that's the thing. I mean, look, we, everybody in the sport knows, and everybody in the, the NASCAR community knows, Chase Elliott has turned into a road ace. He's won X, I forget, how many in a row? Three or four? Four. Yeah, I mean, so so he – I mean, look, he's going to be a be a player in all seven of those races. Yep. What if he goes and wins all of them? I mean, I, I don't think you could put it past him. I mean, look, he's going to have issues somewhere along the line. Mm -hmm. but like, what if he goes out and wins all seven of them? And, um, you know, what if what if Penske tries to field a car for Austin Sendrick just so they can, you know, give, it, give him the experience? You know, he's a good road course racer. You know, I, I mean, I think it, it opens – I don't know. I, I don't think that stock cars belong on road courses. That's just my opinion. But well, I mean, I think opening to a whole different wild card at this point in time. Interesting that you mentioned Austin Centric. It seems like Colleague Racing is going to be fielding cars for AJ Allmendinger at probably all the super speedways and road courses. What if Austin Centric and AJ Allmendinger combined to win all seven of the road course races? Now, 20% of your races have been not, I'm, that's probably not going to happen. I'm just throwing yeah. it out there, but now 20% of your races have been won by people that aren't eligible for your championship. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I mean, seriously, saying. what if that happens? Yeah. Well, and then, and, I mean, you take it back and you look at the Xfinity series. Okay. D the Dinger and, and Cindric are both running. I mean, they're probably going to sweep those races. They would have to be favorites in those races. Right. So it's again, like, I get the idea, you know, I'm excited to go to Coda. I was watching, I don't even know what it was. I think it was last weekend. They had something there. I never knew how nice of a facility that was. Oh, it's beautiful. That place looked next level. It was really cool, really cool. Um, I had heard about it, but I'd never really, like, seen it or anything. Right. Um, like, I'm excited to go there. And I like, I will say, I know I said earlier, I'm not a big fan of road courses. 
of the road courses, I like Road America. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm, you know, I'm interested to go there and see what happens there. But, yeah, it's a, it's a large chunk of the schedule and, and I think could shape next season in a big way. Well, we know from what we've heard from the Roval test with the next-gen car, it's supposed to be made for road course racing. You're going to have the six-speed um, sequential shifter. You're going to have bigger brakes that allows you to carry more speed into the corners. This car is going to be – should be very good for road course racing. Um, and the Gen 6 has certainly put on good races on road courses too. Mm-hmm. I just have a tough time believing that it's going to put on seven really good shows next year. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'll say this. I don't want another snooze fest at Texas either. So yeah, that's kind of the double-edged sword. It's like, okay, would you rather have a road course race where there's, you're probably going to get some chaos and excitement, or would you rather have another mile and a half where we kind of know what to expect at this point? It's like, all right, give me the road course, I guess. Yeah. And again, we have to go back to the next gen car was supposed to be here by now. We're supposed Mm -hmm. to be, planning for it for the 2021 Daytona 500. That was also going to be the year where the schedule changed. And now we've just got this delay where it's like, okay, we're going to change the schedule. The car is going to be delayed another year. So we thought 2020 was going to be the weird stopgap year. It's actually going to be 2021. Yeah. So, you know. And and like you said, like it's, you know, everything's been thrown off by COVID and that's, you know, no surprise. But like, like you said, we're supposed to have the new schedule, new car this year, brand new, a lot of excitement around NASCAR. And there is still there still is the excitement because you're going to go you know to new tracks you're going to go you're going to have a different schedule and stuff like that, but the the everybody keeps like the eye on the prize is like 2022 in the new car yeah like it's just dang, NASCAR is just dangling it there and it's just like you're almost there just wait on it so I mean while it is a letdown not to have the car coming in next year I mean with all that's going on you know we've talked about it ever since the season closed. I'm just glad we had a season. I'm glad we made it all the way through because yeah. when we set things down in March, we both said we didn't know what the season would – nobody knew what the season would, would hold. And, and so that's why, you know, you just can't really complain about it. You just kind of got to accept it and, and move on. Yeah, and, and hopefully there will be more stability the 2021 season where things aren't having to be changed on the fly or anything like that. And for the most part, we can get through it relatively quickly. Hopefully we get all this COVID stuff out of the way by earlier mid-season we're not having to worry about it anymore and 2022 can be can go on as originally intended um but someone will have to wait and see um yeah that's the news for today and and also um so it flips homestead and the daytona road course so we're going to go to the daytona road course now we're going to go to homestead and race number three they're also and i don't understand this one they're taking the truck race from homestead and now putting it on the Daytona road course. Yeah, I didn't understand that. I don't either. So now all three ra- – so only the Cup and Xfinity Series were going to run at Auto Club, as they've been doing for so many years. So the trucks weren't affected by that at all. So right. now instead of just moving the truck race at Homestead one week to when all the other series are going to be there, you're now taking it away from Homestead and putting it on the road course. And similar to the Cup Series at the Daytona road course – I mean, the truck race there wasn't all that great. It was fine. It was okay. Sheldon Creed won, but what else do you remember from it? Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing that you take it from a place like Homestead where the racing's great usually. You know, I mean, that's the, like I said earlier, it's different if you take it from Texas because you're like, 
Yeah. Okay. Whatever. But the, but it, my homestead's not Texas. Homestead actually usually delivers every year. So, um, so yeah, it's just it was an odd move. I didn't really. And one thing I was thinking too is like, you know, nobody cup teams obviously have more resources and stuff like that to to prepare for the switch. But I mean, I don't know. Is two months enough? Good enough time? Good enough time for a turnaround to build a to build a road course car if you weren't planning on using it until a little bit later in the season? I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question, especially when you're talking about trying to save teams money and stuff like that. Yep. Throwing this wrench in their plans kind of at the last minute. And it's not necessarily the last minute, but I imagine they're, most of them were dedicating all of their off-season to, hey, let's build a super speedway car. Let's get these mile-and-a-half cars ready. And now it's like, oh, we got to build a road course car too for week two? Yeah. Like, okay. But we'll, we'll see what happens, I guess. Um, yeah. On the note of the truck series losing the Homestead race and moving to the Daytona road course, we didn't get to talk about this on our last episode. The truck series schedule came out a couple weeks ago and some interesting changes on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's looking a little bit different. Let me pull it up and we'll kind of run through it. And by the way, I have to get used to saying the Camping World truck series once again because yeah. we're back to the Camping World truck series. We just kind of went around in a big circle. Um, Which so much easier to say i can't wait to just say that instead of the the mouthful that was the nascar gander outdoor truck series so again the gander outdoor truck series wasn't bad because it's two words like camp world but when we went to gander rv and outdoors truck series that was a mouthful yeah so i'm glad marcus limonis was like let's just put camping world back keep it simple Keep it simple. So let's run through the truck series schedule for 2021, and we'll hit the differences as we go along. So start the season out at Daytona. Uh, we just talked about going to run the road course in week number two. Going to go to Las Vegas, then going to go to Atlanta, and then they're going to go to Bristol in March. And similar to the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series, they're going to run on the dirt track. Yep. I mean, I I, I love Bristol and. Until I see dirt, I'm not excited about it. Um, so again, throwing trucks on it. So what? I mean, I'm just I don't know. I'm not excited about it to be honest. I still don't know what to think. I don't know what to expect. Um, the only baseline we have is the truck series racing in Eldora. Eldora is mm-hmm. a very flat track with not a lot of banking. Bristol's right. a pretty high banked. The, the whole all of Bristol is banked. So yeah. and assuming. It looks like the truck series is going to be the first series to actually race on it. They're going to be the ones going to kind of tell us what the Xfinity and the Cup Series race is going to look like. And and quite frankly, until we see the truck series racing there, I'm not going to know what to expect. Right. So. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I'm trying to hold, you know, my opinion. And, I mean, you can have an opinion. That's fine. But, like, I'm trying to reserve judgment until – I see it, but like I, like I said, Bristol's my favorite track by far on the circuit. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my, my, my saying is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And I, it wasn't broke. So I don't know why you changed it. So it's come out in the week since this was announced that essentially it seems like Fox was upset that NBC gets the premier Bristol night race that everybody talks about that's essentially a crown jewel event at this point. And the spring race is, is just kind of the spring race. Now, the spring race has produced very good racing, but it's not thought of in the same regard as the night race. 
and I mean, I think I think I said that the Bristol Spring Race last year was race of the year. I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we're going to go to the dirt just to be different. And look, it's going to gain a lot of attention because people are going to want to see what it looks like. So it's probably going to pop a good rating for Fox. But if this thing turns out to be a mess and a disaster, I really hope we're not trying it again in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. I'm more, I won't say upset. Like I'm not in my room crying about it at night or anything. It doesn't keep me up, but like I'm frustrated by the fact it's a points race, make yeah. it the all-star race in the middle of the summer. Yeah. I think it's definitely something you should put on a trial basis first before you throw it out. there. I, mean, the I, race. I just feel like I do. I mean, I feel like it's a gimmick. You've got guys that have, that have never raced on dirt before um that guys that it, that will openly admit that they don't like racing on dirt and now you're going to tell them oh yeah by the way this is one of your 26 chances to get in the playoffs go get them right I, yeah. I just i don't know i don't like it i it's just tossing a dog a bone and and just saying go get them boys right we'll have plenty of time to discuss this as we lit up 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 to it um once we get there in march moving along in the truck series schedule gonna go back to richmond like they did this year i uh, got the race of kansas as always and then this wasn't on the schedule originally for 2020. It got added to later on in the game. Officially a truck race going to be going back to Darlington in mm-hmm. May with the other two series um, when we go there. Darlington's such a great track. It's a really good track for the truck series. I don't understand why we haven't been going there for all these years, but I'm glad to see that it's back legitimately on the schedule again. Yeah, I was glad. That was the one I kind of circled as like, finally, yes. Like, let's bring it back. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about you not loving road course racing. Well, guess what? The trucks are going to go with everybody else to Coda the week yep. before uh, Memorial Day, and Truck Series just adding more road courses to their schedule too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it is what it is at this point, I guess. At this point, at this point, it is. You, you can't really. I mean, it's it, the schedule's out. So whether you like it or not, you just got to stick with it. Right. Uh, gonna go to Charlotte, Texas, the new Nashville Super Speedway, Pocono, pretty normal there. Here's where things get interesting. Friday, July the 9th, uh, we're not gonna go to Eldora anymore. We're going to go to Knoxville, home of the Knoxville Nationals out in Iowa. Um, I mean, it's a it's a it's a true traditional dirt track, so I imagine we're gonna see something similar to what we've seen at Eldora and I mean if you're if you can't go to Eldora I can't think of a better place to go than Knoxville yeah yeah you hear it talked about a lot is you know man this is a great place to see a dirt race so I you know have at it you know and I guess like my thing is not that the not that it doesn't matter for the lower series you know rather than the rather than the cup series but like if they try stuff like that like they need that like a couple of years ago, I, I wouldn't watch every truck race. Mm-hmm. I care. I watched Eldora every year because I right. cared about it. Right. And they need, you know, I was saying earlier, like Bristol's kind of a gimmick. They need stuff like that. They need to give people a reason to tune in. Well, and the truck series has always been able to be the experimental series where you can try things like this out. And I hope if the Cup Series wants to keep a dirt race on the schedule, I hope they eventually move it to a real dirt track like a Knoxville, like an Eldora, and here's your chance with the truck series to test out how that would do. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean they've, they've, they've got an opportunity to, to try some new things. They're going to roll with it this year. And, 
look, we'll just have to see what happens. So following that up, it's going to be a month later on the calendar, but the uh, race right after Knoxville, the Chuck Series is going to return to Watkins Glen. Here's another road course on your schedule right before the playoffs start. Chuck Series racing at Watkins Glen. Um, I think the last time they did that, was that ni- either 1999 or 2000? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a couple decades. So another road course on the schedule. Um, uh, and then two weeks later, after you go to Worldwide Technology Raceway Park, you're going to go to Canadian Tire Motorsports Park. So going to get your fill of road course racing in the truck series. They went from one race to now four races. So, um, and what's that? Uh, uh, right around about that 20% mark of the schedule, similar to the Cup Series. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, at least to keep it consistent. I mean. I guess so. Um, we'll certainly find out who the best road course racers in the truck series are. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I mean, the, the rest of the schedule is pretty much straightforward as it was with the, the playoffs this year, but similar to the cup series and the Xfinity series, a lot of changes coming for the truck series, um, in 20. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's not, not only just with the, the schedule, but heck they've had driver shuffle as well. They have, and we'll jump into that as well. Perhaps the biggest story is that John Hunter Nemechek, instead of going back to the Cup Series with Front Row Motorsports, which I assumed he would have been able to come back in the 38 car, he's deciding to jump back down to the Truck Series where he's had a lot of success driving the KBM number four truck. Yeah. Well, and, and they wouldn't name who, wouldn't name the driver that told him, but an anonymous Cup Series driver you know, told him sometimes you, you got to take a step back, reevaluate things, and it never hurts to win. And I think, I think that's a, I think that's a good point because, look, he goes out and wins, in the, we, and we know he can win in the truck series. Mm-hmm. Now he's going to mando KBM the past couple years, whether it be the drivers, the equipment, or whatever, hasn't been – haven't won as many races as we would expect them to. But it's still one of the premier, you know – teams in, in the truck series so he's going to step into a really good ride with a really good team and have a chance to win a championship and again you know kind of remember what it's like to win yeah and I've seen a lot of people kind of split on whether they think this is a good thing or a bad thing the pros of staying in the cup series is you're gaining more cup series experience at the same time it's also going to be a year uh, again we talked about being a stopgap year a lot of what's going on in the Cup Series in 2021 is going to be irrelevant in 2022 because you're bringing in a new car. So maybe mm-hmm. that year of experience in the Cup Series isn't going to be worth as much in 2021. Um, the pros are going to cut the Truck Series. You're going to get the chance to win races, compete for a championship. John Hunter Nemechek does have the advantage of being young. Um, so jumping down to the Truck Series isn't a career killer. He can certainly climb his way back up. You're also putting yourselves in the pipeline of the best talent pipeline in racing, the Toyota development program. So let's say he goes out there and wins the truck series championship in 2021. Maybe he's in a Gibbs Xfinity car in 22 and maybe in 23 or 24, he's taken over for Hamlin or Martin Trex Jr. or something like that. So you're positioning yourself to possibly get a really good cup ride years down the line. You just have to climb the ladder once again. Well, I mean, and look, we know that we know that 2311 racing is going to, expand at some point in time again yep. like you said stuff in that pipeline if he goes out and has a great year in in trucks moves up the xfinity series with joe gibbs racing and then denny hamlin's like this is a guy i want 
or maybe he even puts him in there in 2022 if they expand to say a two-car team because yep. he's got the experience you know he he didn't wreck a lot of guys you know it wasn't like he was always involved in wrecks yeah he had a fair share of issues but he was a rookie at, at a team that struggled so um look I, I mean i think that again it's a business decision and you know you, you can't fault him for it mm. um so yeah we'll see how that, how that plays out for him really all the changes have been going on in the kbm camp as of late because with him going to the four that's going to bump rafael lassard out and he has been picked up by GMS Racing, but only in a part-time role. Now, you mentioned the struggles that KBN's been having over the past couple seasons. Lassard did win the Talladega playoff race. Again, that's Talladega. You can kind of take that with a grain of salt. Um, yeah. I thought he was okay. Um, I just think he needed more time to develop, and he possibly could have been somebody that was a consistent contender. But – I mean, again, the KBM trucks, we know they're the best in the field. And if you don't, similar to Todd Gillen the year before, if you don't put up, then they're going to put you out. So, I mean, that, now he's with GMS, which is a good organization. But as of right now, it's only a part-time role. So I don't know how beneficial that's going to be for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I, would, I read somewhere that they're going to obviously try to get him to be full-time. Um, but, you know, you got to secure sponsorship. And that's – that's something that he doesn't have a lot of. And, and that, may, you know, I think that they saw – I think that KBM as an organization saw that they needed to get back to their winning ways. Right. And bringing somebody on her Nemechek that um, had – that has won in the, in the truck series with you – know, I don't, I don't want to say bad equipment, but lesser equipment. Yeah. Um, and has experience in both the Xfinity and Cup series. So, I think they were just, you know, if you, if you weigh those two together, you go, well – think it's an easy choice here and you know obviously you know you hate it for Lassard because like you said he only got one year um but that's that's the nature of the business right now it really is well and I don't necessarily think Lassard was a Toyota racing development driver but we know that being in a KBM truck puts you in that pipeline like we talked about with John Hunter and Emichek going there Toyota has got so many drivers in their system that if you don't produce quickly, there's somebody else ready to take your seat. Um, mm -hmm. And again, they're so backlogged that it, is it unreasonable to only give somebody out a year? Yeah, kind of, but Toyota doesn't have the time to wait around. They've got no. plenty of guys below you that they want to try and see who's the next guy. And in a similar situation, Christian Eckes has been bumped out of the 18 truck in favor of Chandler Smith. So Chandler Smith is going to be full-time as a teammate to John Hunter Nemechek. And as of right now, again, this news, I guess, did it come out today or yesterday? I think it was yesterday. yesterday. Um, yeah. But as of right now, Christian Eckes doesn't know what his plans are either. I'm assuming he's going to try and stay in the truck series. That would make the most sense. But as of right now, again, we're in December. Uh, the, the season's starting in less than 90 days. He doesn't have a plan right now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, you know, I, you kind of wondered what they, what they're going to do with Chandler Smith. Um, and it, it kind of surprises me. It was so late. Um, you know, but like, you know, Eckes was, I think he's like 18 or 19. I mean, he's still, it's and I think he's talented as well. I mean, we saw him battling with Kyle Busch earlier this year, I believe at Texas, what did the Texas? And I, that's what I was going to say is, you know, you can look at Lassard's results, minus the win at Talladega and say, okay, I mean, he was running okay, but he's like back half of the top 10. 
10th to 15th kind of guy. I can understand why you may not see the potential in him. But Eckes was somebody that was consistently running up front and just oh so close to getting that first victory. He unfortunately wasn't able to get it. And now it's like, well, now you're resetting everything. And if he's going to get it in a truck, it's not going to be near the caliber what the KBM truck was. No, no. And, and that, that sucks for a dude as young as he is, you know, to, to think. But, and I'll say this, and it's not a knock on him. It's just business. But, like, Toyota's cutthroat like that from the truck series all the way up to the cup. I mean, I mean, seriously, they are, that that's just, that's the, that's the way they roll. And, but that's also why they're good. So and, thinking back now, the, the crazy chaotic Texas race that at the end of it, uh, Eckes ends up getting turned by Ben Rhodes. There was a rumor floating around that in the week leading up to that race, Eckes was having conversations with Thor sport about maybe joining their team. So, and I don't know the validity of those rumors, but if Eckes was preempted by Toyota saying, hey, you're out, of, you're out after this season, it would make sense that he would be looking for rides towards the end of the year. Obviously, the situation with Rhodes happened, which wasn't Eckes' fault by any means, but nevertheless, it happened. So that put him in uh, less favor with Thor Sport Racing. So maybe that was his opportunity and that door shut. So now GMS is already full. Thor Sport's not going to take him. I mean, where else is there for him to go? DGR Crosley yeah. loading themselves up. Um, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what his options are. Yeah, I, I don't think he really has any right now. Not, not with a, not with a team that's capable of winning right now. No, I mean, unless some Xfinity Series team wants to take a chance on him, which again, he's talented, but I don't think he's shown you enough in the Truck Series to say, yeah. No. This guy deserves a shot in the Xfinity series. Does he go back to ARCA? Is he racing in the East-West series? I don't – I mean, I, I hate to say this could be detrimental to his career, but you're two months away from the season starting and you're, you're standing there like this not knowing what you're going to do. That's not good. Well, and that's, that's the crazy thing about this sport and, and it's with other professional sports as well, but, like, just how quickly things can change. I mean, he goes from being on this, this mountaintop of – I mean, the 18 truck, I'm a young kid, got a chance to win with KBM to, yeah, good luck finding something. Well, he also doesn't bring sponsorships to the table either. No. And you know who, unfortunately, this is reminding me of? Kyle Benjamin. Remember him? Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Just a couple years I, ago. I mean, he, he was running Gibbs Xfinity Series cars. He was also running in association with Gibbs Toyota trucks down in the Xfinity down the truck series for DGR Crossley Racing. His money dried up and we haven't seen or heard from him since. Mm -hmm. So now here's Eckes getting the boot. And again, two months before the season starts, pretty much all the good rides are filled up. What's he gonna do? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing, is just I mean, obviously he'll evaluate his options and may just have to go back to ARCA or, like you said, K&N or something just to, just to stay in racing, just to give himself another shot next year when lineups, you know, obviously will change. Right. So, but as of now, I'm, I'm, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of it because I, I think he's got a lot of talent and I liked what I saw out of him in the truck series this year. I'm worried about him now. Yeah. So, we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Um. That, that pretty much does it for the, the major news that's been going on lately. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we'll continue to update as we go through the off season, but man, uh, we're, we're just over a month from this 
2020 season ending. And again, we're right around that 80, I think, is, is it 80 days? Are we, I think we're actually at 69 days now till the Daytona 500. Let's say I haven't seen, I haven't seen tweet in a while, but probably just missed it. Yeah, I, we're, we're definitely right around the two month mark because today's the seventh and the season is supposed to start on the 14th. So technically we're right at two months away from the clash and everything happening. Yeah. So it'll be here. For, it'll be here before you know it. Yeah. Yeah. It's again, it's hard to believe that, you know, one, we got through this past season with without any major hiccups and then two, we're already making changes to the next year. So yeah. even into 2021 yet. So uh, it's just kind of crazy. Hopefully auto club will be the last race on the chopping block. And fortunately for them, they got their race in before everything got shut down this year. Because if you're talking about a track like auto club, that only has one race a year, not having races in back-to-back seasons, that might've been it for the, for the, the track. So not having a race in 2021 is going to hurt, but hopefully with the construction of the new track, everything can be okay. But there's a lot of other tracks out there that can't afford to uh, get races cut from them. Right. So um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully things continue to turn in a positive direction, but as of right now, California is a no go for pretty much everybody in the world of sports, but NASCAR is going to go ahead and, um, you know, taking the precautions to reschedule everything. Which is the right thing to do. Nope. The right thing. So uh, we'll be back next week and we'll talk about whatever news there is to talk about then. Mm -hmm. So for another episode of the Upstreet Podcast, I'm Tyler Head. He's Delton Mullinax. We'll catch you next time. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.